0: Hello, welcome back to Crack On. I'm Ray Doyle Heffernan. Thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying this season of Crack On, I would politely encourage you to share it on social media or share it with your friends in WhatsApp groups, or even just give it five stars on the podcast app. Okay, so before I started recording season two, I knew I wanted to, let's say, spice things up a little. I love chatting to people and I love finding out their ways of cracking on, but that also doesn't mean that I have to follow my usual structure. As a female comedian, I know how hard it can be in comedy, from getting started to promoting yourself and even the little things that can go wrong on stage. So I thought what would make for a really interesting episode is if I chat to my fellow female comedians, Roisin and Kiara, who have been in the business since 2012 as a duo. And I wanted to sit down and just talk about all things crack on, you know, like things that maybe they had to crack on during a performance or just how they, you know, have stayed together for so long and maintained their success. It helps that they are both my friends, um, and we had a lot of fun recording this, but I think this episode is also really inspiring and I'm excited for you all to hear it, but before I leave you with Roshi and Kiara. This is my final time mentioning it, I promise. Well, until my next gig. But my show, Here Comes the Ride, is on January 28th. You can get tickets from the Vaults Festival website or via the link in my Instagram bio. There are still some tickets left and I would love to see you there. Okay, that's it from me. I hope everyone has had a fabulous week. Please enjoy my chat with Roisin and Kiara. Guys, did I read you the intro I wrote for you? Oh! Please do. Okay. What an honour. Look at that book. Today, I am sitting down with my favourite comedy duo, Roisin and Kiara. (laughs) Roshin and Kiara have been performing together since 2012. The pair have been described as improvising geniuses, hilariously unpredictable, with psychotically intense energy. (laughs) They have sold out six runs at the Edinburgh Fringe, and now they bring their latest sketch comedy meets clowning show, Sex on Wheels, to London's Vault Festival. Welcome to the podcast. Oh how exciting. gosh. How was
1: that intro for you guys? I feel really important. Yeah, and famous and
2: celebrated. Yeah, it, yes. well, you're all of the above. It's mm-hmm. um, I don't know. There's something about it. I like it. I want more. Oh, I'll give you more. Could okay. you could you make little
1: voice notes for us and then we could listen yeah. to them every morning just to kind of boost our self-esteem? Oh my God, could I like intro your show? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, can you be the MC? <laughs> just like a mashup of like
0: yeah. me describing you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That <laughs> would yeah. be so good. Okay, so let's get started. <laughs> my first question is just like tell the people who wouldn't know that much about you guys like who you are, how you Got into comedy and how you established the duo. Okay, so I guess one key detail I left out is you guys are BFF.
1: Yes, we are best friends forever, forever and ever, until we die. And yes. then maybe even even after. after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. ghosts, we're uh, gonna come back and, and haunt you. Yeah, you'll still be alive. Yeah. Could
0: you buy? We'll be like um, Mali, <laughs> Who's Marley and Marley? Marley Bian and Marley. Marley.
1: Woo! You know in um the Muppet Christmas Carol? Yeah. <gasps> they come down the fireplace. No, but I loved
0: oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> you could buy um a plot of land and be buried beside each other. Oh, that's That's sweet. really
2: nice,
1: yeah. yeah. Or we could
2: yeah, be made in the a, same But you'd be film. in a Catholic cemetery, yeah, and I'd be in a Jewish cemetery. Yeah. So. <gasps>
0: oh. And then maybe, yeah, that would be... No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be <laughs> in a
2: Jewish cemetery. I would if you wanted, I'd just be burnt to a crisp and chopped somewhere.
0: No, I, I want to be cremated just so we all know, yeah. Just to, I'm glad we've got this up, yeah, right in the beginning
1: <laughs> of the podcast.
2: And how
0: does everyone want to die? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the beginning of your comedy career,
2: okay? Oh. Well, it's a love story, really, it is actually. It's quite um, romantic and sexual.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we love not, it. It's not. Yeah. Um, so Chiara was friends with my big brother Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, you all mates together in uni in London.
2: Yep, we met whilst we were at uni. We were at, he was at, he was at art school, very cool. I was not, but I met him and I liked him a lot, and uh, we got on. And then he kept saying, "Yeah, oh, you really need to meet my sister. She's at uni in Bristol. Um, she's you know." two years and younger cause, cause than I, us i was
1: many many years younger than Chiara. <laughs> yeah. so that, yeah it's has been of a gulf there
2: but it's a big gulf um culturally and socially and um but yeah then he said about about rome this mystery roisin and then i i i have a recollection of meeting her which she has corrected my recollection is it was at a particular event i remember what she was wearing I remember what you were wearing, oh but, but wasn't
1: it? It was like a uh, your graduation. Or I thought like it that? was a
2: group show setup, but okay. This is where we.
1: You were wearing like a kind of a vintage sailor suit, yes. which sounds a bit Vivian of Holloway and a bit sort of 2006, but it, but was, it was actually was. really really nice. But it was 2006. Yeah, it was 2006. Let's
2: be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a good dress. Mm. I bought it at Rocket in, in uh, Covent Garden. Yeah, that dress. Uh, my memory is We met before that mm. briefly at a group show. That they were that they were setting up, mm. and you arrived with a couple of your mates, mm. and you were wearing high waisted uh, jeans mm. with buttons up here, yeah, and then you had like a gypsy top yeah. with flowers, like kind of Mexican style, yeah. and this long hair, and I was like, oh my god, she looks like, well, an actress, <laughs> and I just was not used to this sort of aesthetic and coolness because I grew up in Italy, and we were all we were all quite nerdy. And sort of like children. Anyway, we were were,
1: were beguiled with one another, sartorially speaking. Sartorially. And spiritually. Spiritually. Physically. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Attracted.
1: And then, so you were like, okay,
0: this girl looks so cool. She looks like an actress. Let's make some magic.
1: Well, no. Then it took a while. So yeah, we kind of became friends, and then I finished Bristol, came back to London, and I guess I was a bit kind of like lost. And then. I guess our friendship just like immediately flourished. We just kind of suddenly became really close. And we were all a big gang with my brother and we used to go
2: out and follow all the art dudes around and go to exhibitions and parties. And um... (laughs) there was a seminal uh, kind of event, which was that Roisin came to a house party of mine, slept in my bed. And um, the next day, my friend Emily and I basically kidnapped her, bundled her into the boot of a van and drove her to um, Dorset.
1: I just woke up in Dorset in the back of a van. I had no idea where I was.
2: Yeah. And that was <sighs> yeah. an amazing, magical weekend. <laughs> and no, we had not asked... Permission. yeah so i was actually we just did it we kidnapped
0: her and do you think that was maybe just like a an omen for the rest of your yeah. days together
1: yeah i, I think it was <laughs> the fact that you know Kara's willing to risk arrest in order mm. to sort of solidify the just friendship. spend time with you exactly yeah that's I love I, look, I looked after you yeah you did that. i had i had a heartbreak at that mm. time and um and then we i guess then we started doing like a sort of physical theater course together on saturdays Yep. At the London International School of Performing Arts. We were both flirting with the idea of going to Le Coq in Paris, which is like a cool. planning physical theatre school. But we both actually ended up going to Lisbon the next year to start a two-year course. And yeah, we studied
2: together for two years. Yeah, so we trained full-time, six days a week. But we never worked together during the course because we are such Mm goody-two-shoes that we thought that if we worked together it would be cheating just because we knew each other. Which is just (laughs) really weird if you think about it, it's quite deranged.
1: And we were actually quite serious at that time we thought we were going to become really, like, intense physical
2: theatre actresses. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. And at the end of the first year there, basically, we had to do this exercise. Uh, called the 20 movements and it's all like mime movements and like really intense mm. and really serious and the way that you choreograph it and put them together apparently tells a story of like what you're like on stage what your presence is, what how you are Yeah. and we were rehearsing them together, we had different different ones, different choreographies but we would always rehearse together and we were really, really intense. serious and intense about it like <laughs> 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 like really like going for it and then when we performed them in front of the whole class and all the teachers and everything. B- for both of us, it, it it ended up in sort of the teachers in, in fits of giggles and just saying that we were really silly. I cried <laughs> when I got my feedback because the, te- the, the head of the school was like, oh, Kiara, you are so silly. And I was like... You're an asshole. I'm Meryl Streep. Yeah. I'm, this is <laughs> what are you saying to I, me? I
1: thought I thought I was like Kelly McCrory doing like Medea at the National <laughs> Theatre, and
2: and yeah. the feedback was you're both absurd yeah. and ridiculous. Yeah, and that's when the penny dropped that we were like, oh, yeah, funny,
1: yeah, funny, funny, funny. And then, so then we made a little <clears throat> theatre company with two amazing friends, Dan and Paula. We had a theatre company called Intuitive Creatures after we graduated. And we made absurd little plays together. We used to run comedy nights in South London, and it was it was a great time.
2: It was a great time, and actually, recently Paolo reminded us that we actually got nominated for um, best show at the Camden Fringe Festival. There we go. Our show. Ah. So already nailing it at the beginning. Yeah, we got. That's when we got basically the bulk of our five star reviews. It's been downhill.
1: (laughs) All those quotes
2: are from that (laughs) one night.
1: Beginner's (laughs) luck. But yeah, and then it just happened really naturally that like Dan and Paula started doing solo work and then me and Chiara. It wasn't really even planned. It wasn't like that we said we were going to become a duo, but we just sort of started doing little sketches together. Or there was like a friend was having a party for the Olympics or something in 2012. And we just like came up with this Couldn't, sketch on the fly and just like did this little sketch in this theatre in Peckham, just like for a joke for a friend. And yeah. it ended up, people just like loved it and they really mm. responded to it. And mm. we hadn't really planned for it to. Something, yeah. But I think that's when we realized. Yeah. Okay,
0: so. <laughs> so obviously I've seen you guys multiple times. I'm trying to think of the first time I saw you guys live. I think it was in Soho. Yeah, I think so. And I had no idea what to expect, but I was like, "If these two hot bitches sit on Aaron's lap, <laughs> I'm gonna murder them." <laughs> so for people and who are did. listening, and and I <laughs> did, did you sit no, on Aaron's no, lap? No, no. No, no, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'd be dead. Um, so for people who like haven't seen your shows, can we just like, explain like it is, it's a crazy experience. <laughs> it's so much fun, but like it was so unexpected. Like I didn't know, I guess because I didn't really, I hadn't seen anything of your like stuff before and it was like the best thing ever. I was like blown away. Oh, So you had like a wolf head on at one point. uh, And then there was some sort of dance with hats. There was audience interaction. And I was like, comedy will never be the same again. Okay. So the most crack you guys have had on stage, like, is there one gig when you think of like, so you've been gigging for so long, is there one that just like stands out to you that you are like that was the best? And you can have different answers.
1: Um, I have, I have a gig in mind. Okay, tell me. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but we we tried to do the Edinburgh Fringe and no one would let us. And then through a friend of a friend, we ended up performing in a a disgustingly dotty but wonderful rock dive bar called Henry Cellar off the Lothian Road and it was so wonderful because it was actually like true fringe spirit. It was the best. Amazing, cool, like mad Scottish dive bar run by an insane half French, half Edinburgh lady. Can you do an impression of her? What
2: was her name again? Claire. Claire. In Scottish she was like, she like spoke like that, like she was so intense and then suddenly she'd flip <laughs> and she'd be like... No mais en fait, euh, je sais pas, euh, il y a quelque chose qu'on doit faire. Euh, like, we're quite sexy. It was like, what the fuck? She looked insane. I, I'm not going to describe her because I don't We love her.
1: We love her and we're... She's
2: great. Yeah, really hot barman as well, who I fell in love with.
1: Let's... Um... <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there was something about that, like, you know, at the beginning So of that bar... was your very first Edinburgh experience? Maybe was it was no, no, like the no. second or third or something, but we... Okay. Well, it was early on. Seconds. It was the... Was first, it, it was the
2: first one that we did for the oh, whole month no no right for the whole month that we yeah yeah it was, mm-hmm. a, it was the s- second one as a duo but the first time that we'd done a full month run as a duo yes um love it third one together
1: and it was like i think it was just the way it was very organic and we started off just having like three people in the audience oh, yeah. you know one of which was the postman. But by the end, just through like word of mouth, it was so busy. And it was like, wow. You know, people were like standing on chairs, standing back, people sitting on the floor, like standing outside on the steps in the smoking area. Like it was so. So, how long was the show? An hour? Yeah. Yeah. And just as the hour went on. Oh, sorry. No, over, over the, the month. Oh, <laughs> I was like, "What? Wow, yeah, that is and insane. And so he's just down the Lothian Road. I was that like,
0: that, yes. that makes so much more sense. I was like, why? People are texting their friends and in real time. They're they're like, they get miss. a load of these girls. They've got five minutes left. But you can stand at the back. No, it took. It okay, took, so yeah. towards the end of the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, as stupid as my question was there's actually gonna be people who won't get the yes, like concept sorry. of edinburgh so
2: no that, it, that's so i'm yeah, that's i'm for the people <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay okay so word spreads right yeah. and then was that the kind of beginning of your the, just like edinburgh that was yeah. our buzz
2: year actually. yeah i'd say that was a year that was very good for us because it generated like a real buzz yeah and that the, like it was much easier for us the next year Mm-hmm. And it was much easier for us to gig in London, wasn't it? Totally. After that, because it genuinely was like buzz, like cool, kind of cult duo. A yeah. lot of quotes are from that year as well. And uh, and uh, and I feel like they- like people, I don't know, and they're like that big pack of boys from London, and then I they were like, like yeah. lifting us and like chucking us in the air, and we were. Like, it was like, how are we appealing to this bunch of like that is lads? So cool. So yeah. much, yeah.
1: And I think there was something about that which felt like, you know, true spirit of fringe, like mm. sort of dirty mm-hmm. and messy and like unpredictable and spontaneous. And I don't know, just like a, there was something about the spirit of being very, in that room Very that good made ex- me so happy. Very good example. Yeah. I would almost like to, you know, if I, on my deathbed, I wouldn't mind like revisiting one of those Very nights, nice. You know?
0: just, yeah.
2: Just for fun. I'm back to death again. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. It's a full circle podcast. <laughs> you know, so
2: we appreciate it. I have an example of one which mm-hmm. is yeah. recent. Oh go Oh yeah So well we just Mm. talked about Um, This is last summer When we did uh, We did like two three nights in Edinburgh And the last night we uh, Like guested And did a slot at uh, Nina Conti's Sassafras Mm -hmm. Which is her sort of very eccentric And loose comedy night And we were so tired And hungover Like We were falling asleep in the audience while we were waiting to go on stage. We were just, like, Mm -hmm. dying. Mm. But something about being in that really, like, floppy, sloppy Giuseppe condition, we went on stage and it was mass hysteria. Like, everybody was laughing so much, including us. And it just was such a good gig. It was like we we were so
1: tired that we had no ego.
2: No ego. And the improv was just off the scale. Like, just anything anyone said... Something would come out, and oh we just—I don't remember anything we said, but I do remember just everyone was just laughing loads. It was totally total so fun. Flow, and I feel flow. like
1: after that we were like, how do we internalise that experience to remember that actually not <clears throat> trying hard sometimes is the best thing, yeah. just to kind of. Surrender.
2: And we had no adrenaline as well. Yeah. Which normally we have loads of adrenaline, but yeah. we were just so tired we were both like, No, <laughs> 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 And it just worked. So that's yeah. But that's isn't that's it crazy fun.
0: that those nights are there's just like no perfect remedy to get that? Again. Yeah, it's it's like no, it's magic. It, it's bittersweet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's magic because every gig can't be like that and you don't want every gig to be like that totally. either but at the same time wouldn't it be amazing if every gig
1: oh,
2: was like that wouldn't it <laughs> but I
1: think in a way that's like maybe one lesson that I feel like I've learned over all these years is that yeah you can't control it and mm. neither can you prepare for it or like try and psych yourself up into this ideal state to have the perfect gig mm-hmm. you sort of just have to accept
2: what absolutely is. and we always say to each other we're like let's go on stage with how with whatever we have today like, don't try to repeat what happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, it's going to yeah. be completely, you know, maybe yeah. we're really uptight today, but maybe acting uptight is going to be funnier today. Like, yeah. go with what you're feeling. Whereas yeah. if you're feeling really flirty, be flirty then. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, that actually leads me to my next question. Because what do you do when the audience is zero crack? No offence to the audience, but there is just nights where, mm. and I also think with comedy, it's mob mentality. Like, oh,
2: totally. It is.
0: If someone does... There's, like... If the front row, like, aren't vibing with you... And then it's just, like, a domino effect. And they just don't want to give you a laugh.
1: Completely. Well, what you said, mob mentality. mm That's so true. It's really infectious. Like, a sense of joy is infectious. And so is a kind of... Reserve and ennui.
2: (laughs) So, what do we... How do we deal... Well, we we genuinely do just crack on. As Mm -hmm. in, we're like, okay, we have to do it. Yeah. I'm not saying that this comes naturally. This has taken years to, Mm. like deal with Mm -hmm. because at the beginning you're like i'm gonna cry Mm -hmm. i can't cope how am i gonna do this but Mm -hmm. then like after many many years it's like right we're just gonna keep plowing through yeah and also don't focus on the really negative people like if there's someone really being rude or vicious or giving you evil looks they don't deserve it's not about them yeah about the few good ones and there are always a few good ones so if you can hone in on them i think that's good Yeah. yeah
1: And sometimes like people, it, it can seem really dead. But you know, inside I'm dancing or whatever. It's just like yes, yeah. there can be. It's always like Paola, who we used to be in theatre company with. I think that was a great piece of advice she gave us once, which was just like do it for the people that love you. Mm, and I think mm-hmm. it's like always do it for the love, because there is always some love in the room. Yeah. Because I think maybe there have been yes. points where we'd get a bit, like, vengeful.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, it completely. Is, it can yeah, just, like, yeah. throw you off. Yeah. But and, yeah. having said that, though, mm-hmm. it is a little fun to chuck in a bit of spice. So yes. if there is an absolute arsehole <laughs> who everyone agrees is an arsehole, and you can tell that everyone agrees, it is a little fun not to say that they're an arsehole, but just to be like are you okay? Yeah. And yeah. then they are on the spot and it's sort of funny. That's yeah. true. when, when and you, a bit of awkwardness sometimes can create yes. togetherness in the rest of the crowd. Yeah. It is and also, when you, yeah, when you have the
1: perfect retort, but yeah.
2: yeah.
0: People don't want to be the one that's picked on either. So if,
1: yes. you know, like, that's true. if true. you are
0: being an asshole and then you call them out, you actually are more inclined to like get a bit more involved. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't want them to pick on me yes. too. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they do want to be picked on. And then we're like giving them what they want. But, it, you know,
1: it's it's a bit like, I mean, can we mention, you know, uh, give me examples, specific, but we were doing a, a night where maybe quite a lot of sort of like a hipstery crowd might. Oh, right. And um, there was a celeb. There was a celeb. Who was there? Oh, my God.
0: I was scared when you whispered. I was like, oh, my God, is it a night that like I brought loads of people? <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: <laughs> it, was like, no. it was my friend. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was a celebrity and she was uh, sort of lounging on the chaise longue and throughout our is this in uh, in no, it's home. in French no it's in London and while other people were performing and we were performing she was like scrolling on her phone mm. so rude and then basically her so you could see her oh yeah oh she was in the front row <sighs> yeah 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 and then her husband went out for a cigarette at some point and came back in and I think whatever part of the gig I don't know maybe was I doing something kind of like I had been doing something mock flirtatious
2: you were flirting yeah. yeah you were mocking mock flirtating. Flota- 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 and then he Bloody. came
1: in and he sort of like just waggled his big fat paddle hand at me with his ring finger was
2: like sorry I'm taken.
1: <gasps> this big chody hipster. Oh well, what a laser. <laughs> and to which Kiara responded.
2: Yeah, we don't actually care mate. <laughs> it's a joke. This isn't joke. real. We we we're, we're not real. And also the um there was another guy who was very shy, actually very sweet but being so odd and every time Roisin mock flirted with him he was reacting as if it was real Mm. and at the end of the show we were just trying to get a very simple answer from him a very simple question it wasn't anything to do with flirting or anything like that you know and he just wouldn't he just wasn't responding and he just kept looking at Ro as if you know there was a threat in the room and I just went mate she's engaged like she's gonna be married this is not real we're not this isn't there's nothing happening here it's not real and at that and then he finally answered it was like are you what's wrong with you it's like
0: he needed permission yeah. to get involved yeah. like he was scared
2: he he was, was scared
0: was- of what it meant to him yeah, he,
2: yeah. I mean he had a boner <laughs> he
0: did have a boner. he's only human yeah one thing <laughs> that's funny like that I never noticed before what, like when I until I started doing comedy it's like how difficult it is when people leave to go get a drink mm. like isn't it the most harmless thing but yet like can't you yeah. just wait just wait like you have there's like it's, don't you want to just like shout during yourself being like there's five minutes left
2: yeah <laughs> well sometimes we do yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. it doesn't happen very often that they do that in us in our in the way that we perform or the venues we perform and it doesn't happen that often. but sometimes it's like but and do where you- do you think you're going? You know, yeah. make little jokes like that. But... I
1: think we used to. There was one year in Edinburgh that people were leaving our show quite a lot because I think maybe it was like in the afternoon. It was, yeah. And people were finding it a bit much. But I think we used to
2: sort of really enjoy it when people left and sort of make, yeah, sort of. Well, especially if they were literally getting up and leaving. Leave. Oh, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, not quite very fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Because then it's like Get out of here. it's it brings everybody else together if you deal with it the right way. Yeah. And also if you don't make them feel too sort of ashamed. Of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it, but it's horrible. God, it's horrible. I didn't
0: actually think that people might be leaving. I've always only considered that they're just going to get a drink.
2: Well, but now, sense. I'm no, going to no. just be like, did they ever come back? No, not in your shows. I think yeah. in your shows, people get a drink, come back. In our shows, it's more like sayonara. Yeah. <laughs> they might have been going to just, um, yeah, masturbate in the toilet. Exactly, they're just going to, they can't take it anymore. <laughs> they've They've got what they need. <laughs> yeah. They've got a hit of Right. You stop. <laughs> you cannot hear that. Link Basically our today, shows are really sexy. No, they're not. <laughs> they are quite sexy though. I think I think one thing you asked before which was like what do you like on stage? It's like that we are playing though with the trope of sexiness. Yeah, in all our shows I think because we are not like that in real life like we're not like that yeah really. but I've
0: said this to you guys before it's like you don't view yourselves as that but like I do so I'm like you <laughs> like you think you guys are
2: being really ironic but you're not being that ironic <laughs> but I think that the feedback we've had is that the, the reason we went down that route is because we always had the feedback of like oh my god like you guys are hot and like you is so sexy and stuff like this and then it's like we're more and more deranged and that's something you need to see yeah is women being very deranged and very strange and and not noticing yeah you know and get the goblins out get the goblins out and then also it's like we genuinely don't see ourselves in that way so for us it is ironic but yeah also we're not gonna be like oh we're monsters it's 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 yeah 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 it's like no it's like a good balance we're playing with it because the expectation is there so when Roshin goes and you know sits on an audience member's lap but then there's like (laughs) that's good that's good for yeah good for womankind isn't it
0: it is yeah one small step what is it right okay um okay another question I have and we can I might mix up the order of these we'll see um Who are your guys' comedy inspiration? Like, who cracks you up? Kiara Goldsmith. Roshin Namani. Perfect. Okay, next question. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say that surely there's no one that you guys can compare yourselves to. Like, it's not like... So for me, I would always be like, oh, like Amy Schumer, Sarah Pasco." like seeing people like that on the TV not just cuz they're white and blonde <laughs> but just being like oh they have a similar kind of humor to me that is what made me think that I could get into comedy but you guys don't have like
2: do you well i have always found i grew up in italy and there were brother a brother and sis one brother and two sisters comedians and they always worked together mm-hmm. and they did tv for a bit then they got banned on television by Billy Lusconi because they were doing political kind of satire oh, wow. and would literally like uh, have prosthetics to look like him and stuff and it was anyway he banned them from t- television for a while they're back um, and they had a show when I was growing up which I thought was absolutely brilliant and, and it really inspired me and they really cracked me up and I think that there is an element of psychotic energy was it that the mm-hmm. quote was yes yeah. they um, had that and mm. i think we psychotically that, intense energy psychotically intense and they are <laughs> yeah. like that as well and then i think in terms of like more british and irish <laughs> references there's 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 quite a few
1: yeah i mean I, I suppose maybe within our sort of like milieu of the sort of more honky avant-garde clown community mm-hmm. maybe you would see people like well, you know maybe in the early days like there was a Duo called Let Loose, which was Lucy Pierman. I don't know if you've ever seen no her. Penny. Oh, she's she's best. amazing, amazing clown, and she had a yeah a, her clowning partner who was really brilliant. Mm. And I think when we saw their shows, we'd be yeah. like quite in awe. Yep, yeah. and because there's maybe some sort of shared spirit of like yeah. chaotic absurdity. Definitely, you're so inspired by everybody you work with. But you. there's also, I think, what I've
0: realised doing comedy is like I've never had an original thought. I don't think I have like I just talk about being a woman and all the things that I know and the reason why it resonates with people is because other people have experienced that so it's insane to think that I'm the only one that's ever felt like that and I'm the first person to have voiced it I might be the first person to have voiced it in a particular way that's it or style but it's not I'm not the first person to have felt that or experienced it yeah
2: totally having said that though it's it is exactly what you just said. It's like, but, but it's the way that you say it and yeah. the way that you yeah. express it. I don't like,
0: think there's anyone doing what you guys are doing.
2: <laughs> I mean, we, I, mean I, I have to say, me pretending to be like a middle-aged housewife, Roshin wearing a fox head and shouting mm-hmm. and us going, it's not what she said, it's the way. Like, that is odd to see with mm-hmm. underneath the bodies of two sort of Women in their twenties wearing flares—it's <laughs> strange, but maybe it has been done. And yeah. also the words themselves—you've heard them. The reason people laugh is because they've heard people say a million times. Oh, it's not what he said; it's the way. Yeah, he yeah. said it. Yeah, they're laughing because they recognise yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. that's what makes like, them laugh. Yeah. not necessarily even the foxhead. That. You, well, I mean, I yeah. love the foxhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean. We do love the foxhead. I love
0: yeah. the foxhead. We
2: love
1: the foxhead.
0: I mean we've slightly covered this but times you've had to crack on during a gig so so maybe not just that the audience are like zero crack and you're cracking on but like I don't know I guess things going wrong is there times as well obviously you guys know each other so well so you probably have a kind of unspoken like body language that you just know um but tell me more
1: when we performed in the Cellar Monkey in Edinburgh in 2014 we once received a form of protest from a member of the audience and this protest came in the form of a fart.
2: No, a real bum fart though, not mouth <gasps> fart. They were farting uh, yeah. a lot.
1: <laughs> Did other
0: people notice in the audience? Oh, it no. was it was yeah. like a trumpet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really? were sitting on a sofa at the back. They were drunk and they were just farting away. <laughs> fart- just farting away. And we just, we just on. Yeah,
1: we just had to roll with it. We did saw...
2: you acknowledge it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. went, oh hello. <laughs> oh my god. Laughing along. No, I, I think I would be sick. <laughs> there was also okay that same year I performed drunk. Yes. Don't say no, the no, bad no. I thing. won't. I won't. I did a bad thing. But I also did. I got the giggles. <laughs> I did a bad thing. I did a really bad thing. But I got the giggles, and do you remember? Mm. And it was just. I mean, I could not remember my line. Because I was just laughing so much, and I was just, I was I was pissed. But that's I fun.
0: I think that's a fun thing for the audience to see. I don't or know. Were they enjoying it? it? I don't know. I mean, it
1: depends.
2: Yeah, it could I be don't know.
1: Either endearing or like really alienating. I've never done that
2: again. I'd like for that to be clear. <laughs>
1: I was just thinking about a time we were filming Kings Cross and our sound didn't work, and there was oh. a really important. We needed to have kiss me, the track, and it was just oh, this, yeah. and then Kiara just like took the mic and started, uh, basically covering all of our missing sound. I just yes. sang
2: a cappella and then got the crowd to join in and it actually was, like, the really, really fun.
0: A la Mean Girls.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Great <laughs> reference.
2: What a good reference.
0: <laughs> the anecdote I wanted to bring up, and we don't no. have to talk about this. No, no,
1: no. Please. Was
0: when someone kissed you on stage. <gasps> oh, well, oh, that was gosh.
2: that was hard.
0: And we thought it was part of it. Yeah. Mm. Whereas so... we then
2: actually had to tell... So her theatre to find that person mm. because we needed to talk to them. Cause so it was to not on.
1: to explain, it was a bit where I would, um, yeah, there was this all
2: this part. Of the show so you actually kind of, like, literally, literally cracked on on stage like I someone. Cracked on. No, no, so it cracked it, like, on with you. Roisin cracked on so hard, and at the end of the so, show so... when you were all leaving, she was behind the curtain crying.
1: So, just to give the oh context my for the listeners, yes. being that I uh, there's a bit where I'm kind of, yeah, like I get somebody to rescue me from the audience mm-hmm. and they would usually like pick me up and carry me back onto stage. But this audience member took it a lot further and like fully put his tongue down my throat in front of 100 people. And it was the most. No, that's devastating. It was so humiliating. It's like I mean, the worst. It's thing.
2: literally. And it was abuse. really like horrible. Yeah, that aggressive. is. Yeah. It's awful. But the thing is, and I, he was actually, and I didn't see because I was wearing a horse head, <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't see anything. So I didn't know, and we cracked on with the whole show, and I didn't know that that had happened. Oh my god! So did you all. did
0: you notice like her energy
1: shift?
2: Not really, because no, because that's like why I, I, I thought like it was
0: part of, of it. Yeah, didn't... I see. I wouldn't have noticed that. So that was the first time I saw yes. you guys live. Yeah, I didn't yeah. notice. And I was like, oh my no. God, like they are such crazy bitches. I love this. They just like kiss <laughs> I noticed, people. I
2: noticed <laughs> you were like, I noticed you were shaking a bit. And mm. I just thought that you were really still like nervous. Right. But you were so professional mm. that until curtain curtains, I didn't mm. notice. And then suddenly, out came <gasps> the tears. And I was like, whoa, what is going on? Mm. Then you told me, mm. but you thought I would have seen. And it, yes. I, it was just this whole thing. Oh, of that's like, so Oh tough. my God. Because anyway, I think they, you were sitting did, on yeah. that
1: little side bank of seating, so yeah. you actually probably were some of the people who did actually see. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise the main audience bank didn't really. Yeah, we just see the back.
0: Wh- of the which head. is also really hard because mm-hmm. I feel like when you get off stage, you need like instant like validation or yes. something, and then you're like, oh my god, am I yeah. like am I overreacting or something? If not, everyone saw mm. it. That's really difficult.
1: Yeah, because in the moment, I have to say that was a really strange moment because I was like, that was really not okay, and I did almost feel like like in the closest i felt to him was like stopping a show because
2: mm. i just I mean, felt it I'm really surprised that yeah i mean i wonder what would have
1: but i think as well maybe because as well like mostly people didn't see it or i don't know it was just like really odd yeah um but any it was hard though cuz i do think that the guy he felt really bad and he didn't mean it and you know i mean he was he, he was really was, pissed he was gay he was gay and really and like drunk. so but that shouldn't change it but it's interesting that for him <laughs> it is it?
0: weird as well though how f- far people mm-hmm. take it it's like uh, it, it's almost like funny how seriously people take comedy yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. it's like I'm just getting you involved like do, calm down yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, yeah,
2: well yeah. because it's hysteria it, it riles them up and yeah. it gets them to and we like to stuff. rile them yes mm-hmm. we're doing it on purpose but they then then it's like oh god Pandora's box is yeah outcome <laughs> all of the
0: Slugs. So I want to ask you both You've been doing this since 2012 mm-hmm. How, you know, it's not an easy career path Correct How do you crack on behind the
1: scenes? How have
0: you not broken?
1: <laughs> I think, it, you know what, it's the web of support It's support for one another Yeah And beyond with our friends, I think Sort of propping each other up after various different humiliations and disappointments Which are relentless It takes a village Yeah
0: Tell me some of those humiliations.
1: <clears throat> I mean, I think I find the process of, like, auditioning, which is usually, disappointingly enough, just for adverts, that on its own is just... It feels like you're sort of doing a lap dance every mm. time you do it and then mm-hmm. when you just get nothing in response... Not it's just a lap quite dance. Debasing. Like,
2: a lap dance with a clown hat on <laughs> with, like, a, a sort of... A, something poking out of your bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a firework. And, mm-hmm. n- and nipple clamps. And nipple clamps and then outdoors. pointy, like, pointy loafer shoes <laughs> that are three sizes too big for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was I'm an audition stops. for a
0: McDonald's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's, yeah, we were just... You know sharing this thing about like you get these briefs for you're at a really low ebb it's a tuesday it's february you're feeling really directionless and lost and then you get an email from your agent being like hi rasheen um we've got this one in exhausted butter's sad mum lonely by the microwave um do well you think, do you think you up for it
2: there's the real one that you've got
1: one day you're asked to be like you know this like <clears throat> chic disheveled um kind of like kooky graphic designer and then you're like not pretty enough to do that. And then the next day you're asked to be
2: like depressed, lonely mum by the microwave. Yeah. And then you're not able to do that. I
1: don't know where I'm going with this,
2: but yeah, you need it's to just... yeah have support from your mates and be able to laugh about it and and tear it apart a bit and mm. kind of and and in terms of like actual cracking on, you have to also have another like source of income and another mm. another job and another you've got to have lots of strings to your bow kind of thing and just be incredibly resourceful and Mm. also kick yourself up the bum every day to to for example you know we self-promote as do you Mm -hmm. and um you know if you don't have an office uh you don't feel like you're working but actually we keep saying to ourselves like Sorry, but we do, we can have, you know, we could create two two or three days a week where we spend two or three hours on a computer literally doing admin and self-promotion. Yeah. That is work. Yeah. We're not getting paid for it, but it's work. And so you we have to- pay have, to do it. We pay <laughs> to have the privilege of plastering <laughs> our own mugs all over Facebook <laughs> marketplace or whatever. Like, it's so depressing, but it's like, I think it, that you have to just say to yourself, I- i will i i'm doing this and i i will get like i'll do something else that will then pay for this and it will make sense and it will balance out and you have to so there's i mean it's relentless cracking on every day isn't it just kicking yourself
0: Mm. i think as well when you're promoting yourself it's hard because you have to just there's no one backing you i know you guys have like agents and everything Mm. like that but if you weren't to tell anyone about your show. It just means that like, no one will go to your show. Yeah, <laughs> and that is yeah, a really yeah, scary yeah. thought. And I know that sounds so obvious, but actually like if you if you were like, you know, other comedians have people behind them, like a whole team. Absolutely. They don't even have, they can literally just show up.
1: And I just wonder what that would feel like totally yeah so but the we... fact that you're there with like you know the the staple gun and like mm-hmm. um yeah sewing feathers onto your hat <clears throat> and yeah. writing emails like doing every single different element of it is and, our, really fun and
2: like you know we have an agent and she is a wonderful support and like really encourages us to write and to and to push us forward and what are we doing next and you know she helps on a certain level not on a gig level
0: yeah but it's very much you are your own yeah. cheerleader, your yeah. your own marketing, yeah. PR, yeah, promoter,
2: yeah, everything. It's everything.
0: it is a scary, mm. it's and a scary world.
1: Maybe there's something about that of like just being a bit relentless. Like sometimes you're like, if we just don't stop, hmm. do you know what I mean? Like eventually, but, last man standing.
0: Exactly. I mean. Oh yeah, for sure. It, it is like time. no, I believe that 100. Like I don't honestly, I don't think. It's about talent. I think it's about who's been doing it the longest. Yeah, the persistence. Because there's people out there who aren't that good. And I don't mean just like comedy or anything. Mm. I mean like acting, singing, whatever it is. They get their moment. Mm. And it's because they just didn't quit. Well,
2: um, Harrison Ford famously said that when he finally got his role in Star Wars, and he was 41 when he got his first role. He said they just felt sorry for me because I kept showing up to auditions. There you go. Somebody give the guy a job. We're talking about Harrison Ford. Ford.
0: There you go, guys. There you go. So, if anyone's listening, just feel bad for us. Yes. Come to our gigs. Harrison Ford is listening. I love you. (laughs) Mm. My final question. I've managed to make all of these questions about crack. What is your current crack? Tell us about the show. So you've got a show coming up in the Vols Festival Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the 7th and 8th of Feb?
2: Correct. Wow. Yes. Good memory.
0: In the crypt. Yes. In the crypt. Um,
1: 7.50pm. Great time.
0: Sex on Wheels. Exactly. Tell us. Tell tell the people what to expect. I've seen it. I loved it. It's crazy.
2: It's fun. It's got better.
1: Oh, has it? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah Oh I can't wait Yeah you got covered in toothpaste last time And we can't guarantee that's not going to happen again <gasps> Oh okay so there's a splash zone yep. Yeah there is a splash zone mm-hmm.
2: Can you explain it? I don't know if I've okay. got the It is supposed to be um, Sort of meditation on so On Women's bodies mm-hmm. Sexuality in terms of like Overt kind of display of sexuality Let's say mm-hmm. But women's bodies and the and social media and like how what the expectations are at the moment um and the canons of beauty and how we're meant to fit into them and what would we like how how does that affect us it's in no way intellectual though yeah the way, <laughs> it's, the way it's come out it's a visceral response it's a visceral response <laughs> um there is a lot of deviation from the theme mm. um well, actually, no, there isn't a lot of deviation from the theme, but it as usual, we try we always start with the theme and we try to actually be quite precise and it becomes more and more surreal and nonsensical <laughs> as we go on. And um but this one actually we did stick to the theme quite It's probably our most coherent most coherent one, yeah. Date. Um there's body stuffing, there's butter, oranges um, toothpaste, marshmallows, marshmallows, milk, giant babies, lollipops, lollipops, lollipops. bonnets, feathers, vomit, bonnets, bonnets, mm. yes. And maybe a little bit of vomit. A bit of vomit, maybe yeah. a bit of vomit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Curdling, um, aerial work, <laughs>
2: fire boy, um,
1: um, juggling, strip,
2: tease, we do strip. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, washing, yeah. washing, scrubbing. bathing, scrubbing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh. Yeah, there's a lot. It's, Oh, Very dancing, choreography, um,
1: ballet, ballet, modern ballet. Yep. And this is on a Wednesday night, guys. Yeah. Where
0: else, Where else are you gonna get it? Where else <laughs> are you yeah. gonna get
1: it? We're doing that on a Tuesday night in early February, <gasps> underneath a bridge before dinner. Yeah. So,
2: we can't wait. Will you come? You must come.
0: Well, I'm coming. Great. Yeah. Right. Okay. Of course. <laughs>
2: um, but everyone who listens and everyone to this listening podcast. is yeah, gonna come. Yeah, come. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, we. I think it might be our, our best show, actually. I think it might be our best show. Yes. Yeah. And. <laughs> that's
0: great. That, <laughs> I mean, that's a good feeling. It feels,
1: I feel like making it was deeply cathartic and pleasurable for both of us. Yes. And like it took us, I think we were getting to the point that we were almost worried that we'd come to the end of a certain part of our creative life in terms of what we were doing. We're like, are we going to make another live show like this again? A full oh, hour? wow. Okay. And it came really naturally and organically and it just kind of grew and it was so. I think we, I think we were patient, and it came to us. Mm-hmm. And it's our
2: first post-COVID show. Yeah, so that's meaningful as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's definitely more angry in a good way. Of like, it's it's definitely Roshan and Kiara have grown up now. Yeah. And are like More like punky fish. Punky fish women getting angry <laughs> for the women kind of
0: thing. Yeah, I mean, I know you said it's not intellectual, but it is. I think it there's is. a deeper meaning. Yeah. Yes. And but the, we'll let yeah. people figure that out through mm. the.
2: Yes. Marshmallows and bathing, yeah, and uh, oh, and Father Christmas hats. Let's yes let's not forget. Um, and I'm pregnant, yeah. so so there's that's quite come and just see that special fun to see a pregnant lady yeah. being an. Absolute you can't slapper. not support
0: a pregnant woman. No, it,
1: that's actually quite misogynistic.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you want to be a pig, stay yeah. at home.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. Raishin Kiara, you have been a delight. Thank you for sharing all your cracking on tips. You have been the crack. And you will continue to be the crack. So thank you both so much.
2: Who's cracking? Marade. Who's cracking? Marade. Who's cracking? Who's cracking? Who's cracking? cracking? Marade. Boom. <laughs>